The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. Joe Mays and Jay Laugh Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. College football. But now Blackledge is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the bundle. Garrity! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good afternoon, everyone. I am Joe Mays, and I am going solo tonight, mostly because my co-host, Justin Raffoff, is actually at an NFL game right now. He is apparently very wet, as it is raining in Pittsburgh for a Steelers-Bengals game. But we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I can uh, give text him and see if he has a second to call in, because we should be approaching halftime at some of these games here in Week 2 of 2016 NFL Action. You're listening to episode 214 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. And uh, we're just going to be talking for a little bit here about the start of the NFL season, what went down in week one, what's going on currently as we're recording in week two. But before we do that, if anyone is out there listening live and would like to interact with the show, always a good time when there's only one of us here hosting. There's a couple ways you can do that. And I'm going to throw that up on the screen. You can check it out. and. For those of you listening and have the ability to contact us and you'd like to, there's a couple ways you can do that. The easiest one for us is always through the email, and that's uh, the Mays Sandwich Shop email inbox, which is joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. We do have a, a Mays Sandwich Shop hotline that you can also call, and that number is 530 563 Six two nine seven. Again, the May Sandwich Shop hotline get you on the air live is five three zero five six three six two nine seven. Email, phone, and then obviously social media, Facebook and Twitter are the biggest for us. You can look for us at Joe Mays and JRAF. Okay, so week two NFL action currently going on, but let's look back a week ago to week one. When all 32 teams got in their games on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, had the kickoff game Thursday night between the Broncos and Panthers, a rematch of Super Bowl 50 in February, the one in which the Broncos came out victorious. And the same thing happened in the kickoff game for the 2016 season as Denver was able to secure a one-point victory over the Carolina Panthers, 21-20. to Trevor Simeon was able to orchestrate two late touchdown drives to pull the Broncos ahead of the Panthers, and they hold on. This one was a little bit surprising to me, I'm going to be honest, because 
I really didn't expect much from Denver this year. I know they have a great defense. You know, ranks up there as one of the all-time greats last season. Wasn't sure they'd be able to duplicate that success this year. But more importantly, you know, it it's hard to argue that against the most important position in the, in professional football, being quarterback, and you know, losing Peyton Manning, who you know honestly wasn't himself. You know, the historical picture that we have of Peyton Manning, he wasn't him that last year, and he's gone. So is Brock Osweiler, who stepped in for Manning. So. You're expecting them to take a step back. Mark Sanchez was there over the offseason and the preseason, but he's gone now, so they're left with Trevor Simeon. And I just wasn't sure that he was going to be able to do anything with Denver. I wasn't high on any of the Broncos' offensive weapons and Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and whoever they end up throwing in at running back. Um, C.J. Anderson, you know, I wasn't high on him. Well, he had a great game for the Broncos last Thursday night in Week 1. Uh, so that was a little bit of surprising. I expected Carolina to be strong this year. One point loss on the road on opening night, you know, not, not a huge deal, but I didn't expect Denver to be that strong. So that was a little bit, um, a little interesting for me. I know a couple of the coaches, uh, primarily, um, uh, Ron Rivera of the Panthers were not happy about opening the season on Thursday night on the road. Some other action from week one in the NFL last week. The Packers beat the Jaguars 27-23. You know, I was high on both Green Bay and Jacksonville this season. So not surprised that Green Bay came out on top on that one. But the NFL or sources got hold of a report that there were 16 missed calls in the Packers-Jaguars game, including a few that severely hampered the Jaguars' efforts uh, last Sunday in Jacksonville. You know, we, you don't want to use that as an excuse, but as we saw, if any of you follow me and Wilson football on Friday night, sometimes, uh, you know, early bad calls or no calls or decisions by the officiating crew can alter the path of the game. Uh, and that could have been what happened, uh, in Jacksonville last Sunday, but if the Jaguars want to make anything out of it, they have to win today in San Diego. The Packers, meanwhile, have the Vikings, uh, tonight, I believe on Sunday night football, but the Packers want to know one of the NFC favorites. Jaguars expected to contend maybe for a wild card, be better this year, but Packers, Packers moving that the right direction last week, winning 27 23 over the Jaguars. I mentioned the Chargers. That's who the Jaguars have this week. Well, they, Basically came out as them, their old selves at halftime last week. They were up 21 to 3 on the Chiefs, only to fall in overtime 33 to 27. The Chiefs playoff team last year, you know, they destroyed Houston in the opening round and then lost to New England. But San Diego, not very good last season. Looked strong in the first half and then collapsed in the second half. Tough to see or tough to know what we're to expect out of San Diego. They got Jacksonville today. The Chiefs, meanwhile, are going to try to duplicate their success in the AFC wildcard round last year by going to Houston today. Uh, it would be great for the Chiefs to jump to a 2-0 and record as well as uh, already handing the Chargers a loss and Houston, a team that they could be chasing for a wildcard spot. It would be really big for the Chiefs to move to 2-0 and uh, today, and they are playing Houston right now, and we'll get to that game in a little bit. One of the better games of week one, and there were plenty because there were a couple one, two point games, a couple, um, you know, that were decided by a touchdown or less and also uh, overtime. But Raiders Saints, an interesting one. Oakland, again, another team from the AFC West expected to be better this year. Went to New Orleans, probably a team from the NFC South, not really expected by many to do that much. Oakland was able to go to New Orleans 
and score 22 fourth quarter points to eke out the one point victory over New Orleans 35-34. And the only reason they got the one point victory is because Jack Del Rio decided he was going for two and going to either win or lose, which is funny because just two nights prior at also a Wilson game against Springford at home at Gursky, the visiting team, the Springford Rams, decided to go for two and double overtime against the Bulldogs, and Wilson's defense stopped them. Not the case in the NFL game as the Raiders got the two-point conversion and held on to beat the Saints 35-34. to The Bengals and Jets, another one-point game. Whereas Cincinnati was actually losing, they kicked the field goal in the fourth quarter near the end of the game to win it. 23-22, Cincinnati expected to be one of the best, if not the best team in the NFC North this year. Whereas the Jets, probably middle of the pack, uh, not really expected, or anyone though, to challenge the Patriots in the AFC East. It would have been nice for them to start at 1-0 with having a short week to play the Bills on Thursday. Not to be, as they just couldn't get it done late in the game, falling to the Bengals 23-22. Local team had a little bit of a softball toss to them in the first week, especially with rookie Carson Wentz getting the call after Sam Bradford was traded. But he shined well. He had a few touchdowns during the game to Jordan Matthews, and they beat the, the hapless Browns 29-10, also getting a safety. The Eagles have a slightly tougher test against Chicago on Monday night this week. But if uh, any way to build confidence for a young quarterback, it's to get a couple wins under his belt, and the Eagles have that chance. Cleveland, meanwhile, they, they look like the same old Browns. They haven't been good in close to a, a decade, and even then, you know, that was just kind of a one-year wonder. They really haven't been a strong squad since re-entering the league. Um, was that late? Was that the late nineties? Now I'm getting all my NFL history confused. But Cleveland just—I mean, their city's a little bit on a championship hangover, anyways, because they're celebrating that Cavaliers victory from a few months ago. So you know, the Browns have some times to continue to be the Browns before people get too angry. Although we've seen in the NFL. Two weeks sometimes is all you get because teams that drop to 0-2, those coaches and, and front offices and players are going to be really feeling uh, their seat warm. The Browns are actually currently beating the Ravens, and at one point they were up 20-2. to So we'll keep an eye on that when we move to this week's action. Elsewhere in week one, Minnesota got a strong showing from their defense. They were getting shut out in the first half 10-0 before scoring two defensive touchdowns and and controlling the Titans' offense, Tennessee managed 16 points. The Vikings got 25. Uh, we all know that they lost Teddy Bridgewater before the season began. And uh, last week they started uh, backup quarterback and are now going to hand the reins to Sam Bradford in Week 2. Bears, Texans, pretty much what we thought they were. Bears got on the board twice in the first half, scoring 14 points, but then shut out in the second half while the Texans were managed to score 10 in quarter two and four, and they emerged victorious 23-14. to 14. I mentioned Chicago hosts Philly on Monday night this week, and Houston is currently playing the Chiefs. A real defensive struggle in Baltimore last week where the Bills traveled to the Ravens, where the Ravens came out out on top 13 to 7. Not a lot to say about that. AFC East again is the Patriots division to lose. Bills not expected to really challenge there. Ravens probably better this year, expected to be at least. They got out, started out on the right foot beating the Bills which they needed to win at home, but now as I mentioned they're struggling a bit against the Browns today. Buccaneers Falcons a bit of a, a shootout. 31-24 Bucks on top. We expected Tampa Bay to be taking another step. You know, a few years ago, they won only two games. Last year, they won four or five. 
and thinking that they'll be inching close to 500 this year. And they started that right with a rivalry win over the Falcons in Atlanta. That's always a big one too. If you can win the games in Atlanta and your, your squads are about even, you got to feel good about <clears throat> facing them again later at your place. Miami, who I hoped would be close to 500 this year, had to travel to Seattle the first week. Not exactly an easy place to play either. But, you know, th- they looked strong until the very end. They gave up uh, six fourth quarter points, which is actually one less than what they scored. And unfortunately for them, the <clears throat> final score that Seattle managed to get, even though Miami blocked the extra point, was all that Seattle needed as the Seahawks were able to hold on and beat the Dolphins 12-10. to The Dolphins injured Russell Wilson in that game, and there was some thought that he would not be playing this week, but that is not the case. Supposedly, Russell Wilson's high ankle sprain is okay, and he will get the ball to get today as the Seahawks travel to St. Louis in evening time slot. <clears throat> in the NFC East, the Giants went to Dallas, and another one-point game were able to hold on and beat the Cowboys because of some knucklehead moves of even you know a couple-year veteran wide receiver couldn't get out of bounds to set up a Dan Bailey field goal, which you know judging by the spot and what he had done earlier and how accurate and good Dan Bailey's been over the last few years, the, the Cowboys probably should have won this game. You know, obviously there's going to be mistakes that both teams needed to correct, and it's hard to predict the future. But I mean, Dallas with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, two rookies getting a start there for a young Cowboys skill possession set. Well, you know, 20 to 19 dropping to the giants. You hate to lose an NFC East game. You hate to lose week one, but Dallas has a chance for, um, you know, avenge that loss by facing another NFC East opponent today against the Redskins. And last I checked, they were winning that game as halftime approaches. Now, how about a, Defensive struggle in the other term, as in the defenses were struggling. Lions, Colts, 39-35 Detroit. This was an interesting one because the Lions were up 21-10 to at halftime. And then all of a sudden, the Colts came flying back. And, and they went up um, late in the contest. And then next thing you know, Detroit drives down the field and gets the game-winning touchdown. And... Indianapolis feeling a little shocked because, well, first they started off so poorly, getting down early and throughout the first half. Then they came storming back, and then the defense couldn't hold. Andrew Luck looked good in his return, but the defense just couldn't hold it for them. That's not a great sign for them. Indianapolis is at Denver this week while Detroit is hosting Tennessee right now. New England, no Tom Brady, no problem. They went to Arizona on Sunday night and got a two-point victory, 23-21, as the Cardinals, Zero missed a 45-plus yard field goal near the end of the fourth quarter. So New England, four games without Brady. They get a win on the road. I believe the next two are at home for New England, including today. Actually, I think next three are at home for New England, including today, against the Dolphins, who they were already obliterating. Uh, wonderful. Pittsburgh, Washington, the first Monday night game of week one, and the Steelers dropped 38 on the skins as Josh Norman couldn't stop anyone, let alone even attempting to cover Antonio Brown. Both Antonio Brown and Angela Williams had huge nights as the Steelers, well, they're who we thought they were, and the Redskins, well, ditto. The final game of the week was Rams at 49ers. Two teams not expected to challenge the Cardinals and the Seahawks in the NFC West. Well, 
Maybe one of them will. We'll see. But the 49ers shut out the Rams and scored four touchdowns of their own. They're up 14 nothing at half. They added 14 more in the fourth quarter. 28 nothing. Chip Kelly has Blaine Gabbard and the guys clicking at least against the Rams, who are supposedly have, supposed to have a good defense. But obviously that offense, Jared Groff didn't even get dressed for that game. He was the emergency third quarterback. This week he's been promoted to second string. So we'll see if... The Rams can do anything against the Seahawks today, whereas the 49ers had to travel to Carolina. So that was all the week one action. I don't know if there were too many surprises. You know, like I mentioned, maybe the Panthers falling to the Broncos on Thursday night, a bit of a surprise. Chargers, you know, jumping out to a lead on the Chiefs, but then they blew it. Not too surprising there. Um, I thought maybe the Dolphins hanging with the Seahawks was a bit of a surprise. They still lost, but obviously Miami looks to be the team that we thought they were going to be and not a very good one as they're getting destroyed by the Patriots at the moment. Maybe the, maybe lines over the Colts might be the most surprising. Uh, didn't expect much from Detroit this year, expected more from Indianapolis. The offense came through, but uh, defense could not. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on Detroit and Indianapolis over the next few weeks, see which direction if uh, the Lions can stay good, if the Colts can rebound at all. Of course, Rams 49ers, like I just got done talking about Rams getting shut out to a 49er squad that just not has, has not been good in these last few years. A little bit surprising. Supposedly Jeff Fisher might have already signed the contract extension, and that's probably good for him because another performance like that and maybe anywhere else, he'd be out of a job. But new move to L.A., a rookie quarterback in the waiting. They might give him this year, even if it ends up being a, a really putrid one. All right, let's move on to week two. And see and update you on some of the scores. I know some of you maybe are driving and not have a, the radio on or cover all the games or you just refuse to listen to the likes of ESPN. That's all good. You can listen to us here at the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. All right. We got a couple at half, a couple out of halftime. Let's see. Well, the one that that we mentioned a couple times, NFC East rivals, Cowboys Redskins actually have already kicked off in the third quarter just a few seconds ago. Dallas started ten, up 10 nothing in the first quarter. Redskins charged back, but Cowboys went into the locker room up 13-10. to Again, the second half just began in Washington. Elsewhere, third quarter action, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh, where co-host J-Raff is right now. Steelers lead that one 10-6. Not a lot of offensive power going on right now. Steelers dropped 38 last week. Bengals were in the low 20s, but right now just 10-6 favorite Pittsburgh in the Steel City. Giants, Saints, same thing, ditto. Uh, Saints put up a lot of points against the Raiders last week. Giants you know, did respectable against the Cowboys scoring 20. Well, today they have a combined 10. Giants leave the Sa- lead the Saints in New York 7-3. to Just kicking off now in New England are my Dolphins, where they are getting hammered by the Patriots 24-3. to A couple games, a couple other games are out now into the third quarter, including Lions-Titans, Detroit leads that one 12-3 at home. And the Ravens have stormed back against the Browns. They're now down by just one point. It is Cleveland 20, Baltimore 19. Now, I think, let's just see, two games are at the half. 49ers at Panthers. Carolina, defending NFC champs, lead that one 17-10. And the Chiefs-Texans is at halftime. Texans currently getting the advantage and a little bit of revenge over the Chiefs from their disappointing playoff loss at home last year. Texans lead the Chiefs 13-3, and as I'm talking here, the Redskins are in the red zone, facing 3rd-2 at the Dallas 15 early third quarter. 
Now it's hard to judge just, you know, based on these early second half scores, but surprises. Maybe Carolina's winning right now. If they lose the 49ers at home, that would be huge. Panthers would be 0 and 2 already. Well, I mean, if you include the Super Bowl matching their loss losses from a year ago, but they only lost one regular season game last year. They've already lost out to Denver. You know, 49ers hanging in there on the road. Maybe that Chip Kelly offense and changes on the defense. Some some rookies, DeForest Buckner, supposed to be very strong defensive lineman out there for them. You know, maybe maybe we're selling the 49ers short. I know it's really early, but that's uh, that's what we do here with uh, talk radio is just kind of overanalyze everything. And the 49ers holding tough against Carolina, that'd be a huge victory for them on the road against the defending NFC champs. The Cowboys and Redskins don't want to go into an 0-2 hole. One of them needs to win Dallas currently on top, but the Redskins do have first down at the Dallas 11-yard line. I think once Roma went down, the expectations for the Cowboys probably weren't that high. I don't know how high they were to begin with, but I mean... None of those teams in the NFC really stand out to me. Definitely not yet. And even over the summer when we talked about it, you know, Justin and I did our predictions just not even two weeks ago. And we said we could see that entire division going seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, all four teams. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Right now, the Giants and Eagles are one and oh. Cowboys, Redskins, 0 and 1. One of them is going to be 0 and 2. Bengals, Steelers, early season rivalry. Both teams want to know. You know, this is but this is almost a two for you. Get that second win. Not only are you two and zero in a game up on your rival, but you also have a victory against them, which comes down huge when it comes to tie-breaking procedures and division championships. Not a lot of actions happening right now. Dolphins probably going to drop to zero and two. Patriots moved would move to two and zero. However, the biggest thing coming out of New England right now, and I haven't heard an update recently, but the biggest news was that Garoppolo actually went out injured in the second quarter. I have not been able to see if he's returned. I know it looked like he was questionable. So the Patriots are technically on their third string quarterback. If Garoppolo misses extended time, uh, that's going to be an issue because Brady's not back until week five. And I just got a notification that Garoppolo is a right shoulder injury. He will not return to this game. And rookie Jacoby Brissett is in the game. So if Miami is any good, they should be able to stop this rookie quarterback and hopefully mount a comeback, but Miami scored a grand total of 13 points through six quarters, so trying to score 21-plus against New England defense, probably not in the cards. <laughs> the Browns being the Browns, like I just I can't believe they're up 20-2. to two. The great thing is they were actually up 20 nothing. They were going to kick the extra point on their third touchdown and had it blocked and returned by Baltimore. To make it 20 to 2. So, really, the Ravens have scored 19 unanswered after the Browns put up 20 in the first quarter. Now, it's still early third, 10.50 to go. Browns have that one point lead, but you got to think the way momentum has turned that Baltimore is going to end up winning that and they'll move to 2 and 0 and they'll tie the winner of the Steelers Bengals game. Let's look at some of the late game action. We have the Falcons 0 and 1 traveling to the Raiders at 1 and 0. If the Raiders are who I think they're going to be, this should be a win for them. I don't expect a lot from the Falcons losing at home last week to the Bucks. Can't happen to a team that you, wants to at least challenge for a playoff spot. The Raiders, I think, have their sights set on a division title and getting the 2-0, even though it's against teams that really are irrelevant to them in their division chase, they are NFC opponents and that'll help their playoff uh, cause. 
That game starts at 425. Seahawks-Rams, I mentioned during the week one preview, Rams coming off that shutout shutout loss to a division rival, get another one in town. The only good thing going for them is their history with the Seahawks. The Rams have played Seattle very tough over the last few seasons, while Seattle's been this very strong team these last three, four years. St. Louis has got a couple wins under their belt against them. If they want to salvage this season, I know it's crazy to say that in week two, Playing the Seahawks tough and getting this home victory in Los Angeles would be huge for the Rams team. Seahawks moved to 2-0, and maybe Russell Wilson's ankle injury is a thing of the past. Cardinals need to rebound after losing to the Patriots last week. They get the upstart and young 1-0 Buccaneers, and they beat the Falcons last week. If Jameis Winston wants to be a serious MVP candidate, which a lot of people are saying could happen at some point, even this year, winning on the road against a very strong opponent in the Arizona would do wonders for that for that perspective. That one kicks off at 4.05 in the desert. Jacksonville, San Diego, again, we mentioned Jacksonville getting a little bit of a screw job by the Zebras last week against Green Bay. They need to go on the road to San Diego, who blew that game against Kansas City. If Jacksonville is going to be a team that challenges Houston and Indianapolis in the AFC South, they need to get this first victory of the season today against the Chargers. Because the Colts, well, they got the Broncos, and... Depending on how they play in week two, Colts put up a lot of points, couldn't stop anyone. Denver, great defense, put up enough points to beat the defending NFC champions. Broncos could drop the Colts to 0-2, making the game huge for Jacksonville, Houston, and Tennessee. Packers-Vikings rivalry takes another step tonight when they face off on Sunday Night Football. The Vikings got the win based on their defense last week. Or the Packers, with help from the refs, were able to move to 1-0 against Jacksonville. Rodgers and the Packers look like one of the best teams in the NFC. I think Packers-Seahawks right now, I'd still lean towards that. Packers looked like it in week one, whereas Seahawks looked a little bit, they struggled a little bit against the Dolphins. But it's early. We'll see what happens. Packers-Vikings tonight on NBC. And then Monday, we have Eagles-Bears. Bears couldn't get it done last week. Eagles able to overcome the Browns, get that 19-point victory. Carson Wentz's second start is in Chicago. That'd be an interesting one. While the Bears not expected to be a great team, and they couldn't do anything last week, if the Eagles move to 2-0, you know, it makes the, the season very, very interesting. you got to win the games that are toss-ups, and I would say, well, the Browns probably was a should have been a W. They got it done. You got to win the winnable games and a few toss ups. The game against the Bears is a pure toss up. Entering the season, even right after week one, it's a toss up. You win this game and move to 2 0, that's huge because we know once you get into NFC East play, all bets are off. So, Eagles need this victory tomorrow night against the Bears. And the one that I forgot to mention from this week that already finished was the Thursday night game. AFC East rivals, Jets went to Buffalo and Came away with the victory 37-31, to and it actually got a Bills coach fired. Offensive coordinator Greg Roman lost his job, apparently right after they took the team photo for this season. So that's interesting, especially because, well, sure, Buffalo only scored 10 points last week. They scored 31 against a strong Jets defense this week, gave up 37, and yet the defensive coordinator doesn't lose his job. Hmm, wonder why that is. Well, maybe because the defensive coordinator is Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan's not only brother, but twin brother. So Jets moved to one and one bounce back from that disappointing one point loss to the Bengals. Whereas the bills couldn't get it done against Baltimore and can't get it done against the Jets. 
Moving to 0-2, the Ryans' seat is definitely getting hot. The Redskins get the touchdown in the th- third quarter, now lead Dallas 17-13. to Again, one of those NFC East teams going to drop to 0-2. Right now, the Redskins have the advantage over Dallas very, very early, however. Doesn't look like there's been any other scores in any other games. No changes right now. So again, really early. Not a lot to say about the NFL after week two. It usually takes a good four or five weeks when buys start uh, to to kind of decide who are, who who's in this year. You know, who are the teams that you expect to see playing in January, and who are teams that should already be looking forward to the draft that'll be in Philadelphia in April. Unfortunately. One of the only statement games today is against my team, whereas Miami continues to lose by 21. Ay, caramba. All right. So since I'm flying solo this week, I think we'll wrap it up there. Nothing of interest happening in any games at the moment. No one even in the red zone saw the games are just kind of floating out there back and forth. Get to your TV and watch Red Zone if you can. If not, well, you know, I was here for a little bit. Hopefully it helped you uh, recap week one and get a little bit of action on week two. We will uh, be back with the show. Well, actually, not for not next week because Justin and I will be doing the Bulldog Hour. But we will be back in two weeks when we'll be recapping NFL week four. And by then, you know, we're going to start to get an idea of who the team's really are are they going to be challenging for a division title making play- moves for the playoffs or are they going to be looking forward to the off season you know it's crazy to think that after two weeks we can make those decisions but after four weeks the picture really starts to become clearer so when justin returns with me in two weeks we will have a better grasp on what's going on in professional football remember to uh, like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and always head to jmnjrradio.com for all the information on every show that we do, including the Bulldog Hour and Tangents with Friends. We're due to do another non-sports show here in the coming months, so hopefully we can do that with Brent, Brian, Greg, or whoever wants to join us for any geek talk. But for now, this was the episode 214 of the Joe Mason JRF Show. We'll be back in two weeks. Enjoy the professional football action. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF show is part of the JMNJR radio network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.